Hey everybody, it is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell coming to you with another Oklahoma Innovate That podcast uh, from our friends at OCAST uh, and my Lieutenant Governor office. Uh, we really have enjoyed starting this podcast series with OCAST, great partnership uh, with my Lieutenant Governor office to really tell the stories of innovative companies around the state of Oklahoma. We need to be telling the world about how great of a place Oklahoma is, uh, that this truly is the hub of America, uh, and that, yes, it's the best place to raise a family, but it's the best place to start a business, grow a business, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or a small company, large company, uh, and just bringing you great Oklahomans that are doing great work uh, in the state and really connecting the dots between those companies and the innovation pipeline model that we have through OCAST and, and I2E and the Oklahoma Manufacturing Alliance. We want to make sure that companies in Oklahoma know that they can tap into resources through that innovation pipeline model. And we certainly want companies outside the, the state of Oklahoma to know, hey, you may not be getting help in your state. Well, you will find help in Oklahoma. Um, and with us today, uh, really excited to have uh, Ron Key with Gas Tech Engineering. A little bit of background here on Gas Tech. Uh, it's an engineering to order company. Uh, located on the heart, in the heart, and on the heart of Route 66, uh, right there in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. If you've not been to Sepulpa, uh, you got to go. Uh, one of our better uh, tourism towns that we have uh, in Oklahoma. Their main focus is the design and fabrication of process plants and equipment in the oil and gas business. Uh, Oklahoma still an oil and gas state. Uh, we will forever be an oil and gas state, but it's becoming beginning very, very innovative. That oil and gas industry. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, their clients relay their needs, and, and Gas Tech will design then and manufacture the order based on the client's specifications. Uh, and I know in today's oil and gas world, that that's a very big deal. Uh, so, Ron, thank you for being here today. Glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll kind of get right into it. I, I know Gas Tech was a recipient of the Oklahoma Applied Research Grant uh, worth about $182,000. So, uh, I, I know you certainly have a story that you can tell uh, uh, about OCAS and, and how effective they've been. But, but before that, tell me a little bit, talk about Gas Tech's primary business operations uh, and how they fit into the oil and gas sector. Okay, glad to do that. So yeah. Gas Tech is a privately held company. It fits into the oil and gas sector in a couple of ways. First, uh, at the midstream level, producing process plants and equipment. So we produce uh, amine units, glycol, dehydration units, uh, stabilizers. We also produce individual equipment items like filter separators, slug catchers, three-phase separators that basically take production liquids directly to that. And we also support the transmission system. So you see a lot of the large pipelines. So every 70 to 100 miles or so, there's a compressor station. So on each of those compressor stations, to protect the uh, the turbines, there's a, a filter separator, so we provide those. So it gives wow. us some diversity uh, in our business model so that when one area of the sector is down, the transmission side is up or vice versa for midstream. So we've been fortunate there to do that. What percentage on the compressor, when it comes to, I guess, I've been visiting a lot of these these companies that manufacture some, a lot of the, the pipeline. Yes. Um, what, what, what the percentage of business that you have there? Uh, with these pipeline companies, uh, I'm assuming there's others that 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 uh, are in that compressor business as well. But 
how big of a part of your business is that? It ranges from 40 to 50% of oh, our business. Okay. So it's a good part of our business. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, how many projects do you take on in a given, a given year? Since you're, you're pretty specialized here, how, I mean, how big's your facility and how many, you know, how, how many projects can you take on? Well, we have a large facility. Uh, our facility was originally built to build large uh, pressure boilers for uh, power plants. So it has it's 150,000 square feet. We wow. can lift uh, about 650,000 pounds within one bay at a time. We have rail spurs. We're close to the port of Catoosa. Uh, and, of course, we have trucking via highway. So we have a lot of as a hub of Oklahoma. We can go yes. anywhere in the U.S. kind of situation or internationally as well through waterways if necessary. So we can handle just about anything. We can we can really do a lot of different things there. So it's really amazing how much capacity we have yeah. to build the equipment that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, how long have you all been in Sepulpa? Was this company founded uh, there? The history, the history a little bit there with uh, of GasTech. So the company was founded in 1988 and worked basically almost in downtown Tulsa for a number of years okay. in, in a in a very uh, a building that was designed originally for a valve company. So we didn't have amount, the amount of craneage we needed. Uh, the building was kind of old and dilapidated. I yeah. hope it will get remodeled and redone as something else soon. But a little over three years ago, we moved to Sepulpa to this facility. Okay. It's really been a okay. real, real boost for us. All right. And what brought you to the company? Uh, the company actually recruited me to come because they were looking to expand their uh, their innovation and their their process plan activity. So they they contacted me, considered it, and joined the company. Okay. And and how many years again have you been? Almost four years. Almost four years. Almost four okay. years. Mm -hmm. um, well, again, as I've as I've talked about, uh, Ocast, um, who's producing this podcast um, uh, series and and uh, who's partnered with my lieutenant governor office on it, uh, talk about the project that that they helped fund, uh, and 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 what do you hope to achieve with it? Oh, the project that OCAST has helped us fund is a, a project to develop a low-nox, low-noise burner. Uh, we build a lot of fired equipment that has fire tubes. Okay. And uh, to get to low-nox levels that are required today, it typically requires an air-assisted system, meaning that you have to have a blower, a fan, these kinds of things to blow air into the system. You cannot naturally aspirate a system and get the NOx levels below 100 ppm. It's, it's just not really physically possible. So we have a gentleman who, when it comes to combustion, he's just naturally very, very good at it. And he um, came up with an idea to build this burner. And he started out playing with things. His first attempt, he was at about 50 ppm of NOx on a naturally uh, aspirated burner. And we just kept working. We, we decided to file for the with OCAST for the grant, and they were gracious enough to award us that. And uh, he's continued working, and now he has reached levels of uh, less than 20 ppm of NOx, and his CO levels at the same time are less than 15 ppm. So they meet, actually, they exceed current levels without the need of a blower. And so when you think about reducing greenhouse gases, and you're also reducing uh, the power consumed to do that, it's actually very exciting to see this this work. And we're Absolutely. just using the energy that's available in the gas feed stream that that fires the unit. And you mentioned, again, you it was a partnership, obviously, here made in heaven with, with OCAST. Absolutely. How did that relationship start? Uh, how did you find out about OCAST? I mean, with, you know, starting in 1988 and, and you know, the, the 
how that relationship built over years. You know, the the individuals that I've been interviewing, uh, it's been a pretty long relationship uh, mm-hmm. with most of these companies that I've that I've been interviewing. But how, how did that start? Well, so I was familiar with OCAST from my past. I'd hired a lot of interns through OCAST, uh, and OCAST had done a great job in supporting us with interns. But I really wasn't aware of this uh, applied research program until actually a representative from the Oklahoma Manufacturing Association visited us and told us about the program. So then he introduced us to our local Tulsa area OCAST uh, representative who kind of helped us, encouraged me to go through the process. We talked about what we could do, and they supported us that way. And um, actually, without the OCAST process, as a small, independently, privately held company, I don't think we could have done the project because one of the critical things that we had to do was some computational fluid dynamics or CFD modeling. And so we needed third-party help for that. And that's very expensive. And it represents about um, a third to half of our budget to do that for this project. So OCAS stepped in, stepped up, and helped us get the funding we needed to do that part of the work. We provide our matching shares, and they gave us that little push that we needed to get over that hurdle that allowed us to do this project. So we're extremely grateful for that because, like I said, it probably would not have happened without that. that I I love hearing that story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, state government uh, helping, uh, helping private, uh, helping private industry that that's why we, that's why we fund them. Uh, That's why the state should continue to, to, to be supporting that innovation pipeline model that we have. I love that story. How close is that project to commercial commercialization? What's the timeline there? So we've, we've just filed our, our patent application, so we are now patent pending. Uh, we are working with, uh, again, another government agency. We're working with the OSU, the Oklahoma State University New Products Development Center in yes. Tulsa. Yes. Uh, they have taken our prototype burner, and they're actually drawing it for us. As, as We're using some of our OCAS funds for them to draw the burner for us. Uh, so that's helping us by helping them. Uh, and they are actually then going to help us develop a more manufacturable uh, burner. So basically what we're doing is we have a burner that's very adjustable, very necessary for R&D, but we want to turn that into a burner that's easily manufactured because what we want to do is make more jobs here in Oklahoma and then be able to you know, ship these burners anywhere. We talked about shipping earlier, but we want to be able to build and ship these burners everywhere they need to go. So that's the part that we're doing. So that's the next step towards commercialization. So we have to finish that that design, and then we have to do our marketing. So we're we're gearing up on both sides. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Any other you know roadblocks that you've encountered during that uh, you know during that testing uh, period? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot when it comes to uh, the size and scope of of this project. But any other roadblocks? No, there are roadblocks in everything in life that's worthwhile, yeah. right? But we've had minor things like well, we wanted more gas pressure, and we were delayed in getting that, but. It caused us to be innovative, and actually we made the burner work now with lower gas pressure than what we thought before and achieve these remarkable results. And we know we can even do better with the higher gas pressure. So yeah. that was one obstacle that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because it made us do a little bit better job. Yeah. Um, we've had great support from the OCAS team. Um, we had asked for a uh, funding carryover because our our uh, inventor is – he could turn out inventions faster than or improvements faster than we can draw them, model them on the CFD, and suggest the next improvement. He had already figured it out. So we actually asked for some funding carryover from one year to the next. OCAS graciously granted us that because that allowed us to complete the CFD funding. So 
it looked like it was going to be an obstacle, but it turned out with OCAST support, we were able to move that forward and get it done. So That's great. Really exciting about That's that. That's great. Any other uh, industries or sectors that you think this tech could, could be applied to? Oh, absolutely. So we talked about oil and gas. So this would apply to anywhere where there's midstream uh, production, anywhere there's a fire tube there. So whether it's a glycol reboiler, an amine reboiler, a heater of any kind, a hot oil heater, it would go into that. And then on the transmission side, the pipeline side, there's a lot of every little individual town where you let down a 1,000-pound, 900-pound uh, natural gas pressure into a small community, the, the cooling of that gas as it takes a pressure drop, they typically would heat that. So there's a little fired burner that takes care of that there, water bath heater. Uh, so this would go in there, and that would be a great opportunity for that because yeah. these actually sit we actually have some of these sitting literally in Newark, New Jersey, right in the middle of townships and things like that. So a low-nox, low-noise burner in a municipal area is a very important thing. So very, very important. And then for individual local gas companies that distribute, so even local uh, companies that need this kind of heating and things. So it, it has a wide range of products. Yeah, that, places that, to go. That's exciting. It is with, exciting. With, with We're really pumped about it. Yeah. Well, uh, talk about the benefits, and you've talked a little bit throughout this, uh, throughout the podcast here uh, about this, but the benefits of being located in Oklahoma. Um, talk a little bit about that. I mean, again, I, mo these companies that we're interviewing, they, they could choose to, to operate anywhere in the world, and, and this is your, your company is no different. It's very innovative, very exciting products. Mm -hmm. Um, but but you choose to be in Oklahoma. What what are the benefits of being here? Well, you know, in, in my career, I've had the opportunity to literally travel the entire world. And every time I come home, I'm very thankful to be home. I I, I really appreciate the culture of the people, the hardworking attitude, uh, just uh, the, the roll up your sleeves and get it done attitude that a lot of our people have. That there's such a wealth of uh, educational opportunities here for people that want to apply themselves, the universities we can draw from. Uh, we typically recruit locally from all of our Oklahoma universities, whether it's, you know, my alma mater, TU, or from OSU or OU. Uh, we, we recruit from those schools. And so uh, that work ethic that comes through in the students, and the students are naturally inclined what we learn in the oil and gas industry, we found applies to many other things we do. So even this uh, in this pandemic, we've been asked to purify ethanol for people for hand sanitizer. Oh, okay. We've been working on projects to purify isopropyl alcohol for other disinfecting and things like that. And that hasn't been an issue for us. So we have that technology. We can do that right here in Oklahoma. We don't have to go elsewhere because our students are well-trained and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And our people are adaptable and willing to take some risks to branch over into some new things that they didn't do yesterday that they can do today so they can learn and, and help the environment and, and, the, and the world in general. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to have a lot of people that are willing to be able to adapt, be flexible, and do some different things. Yeah. Well, we, we certainly can do that, and you're right. That roll-up-your-sleeve attitude that we have, uh, you combine that with uh, being innovative and being nimble here. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we can we can leapfrog a lot of states because of it. We really Absolutely. Can. Any other final thoughts uh, bef before we close the podcast out? Any final thoughts of um, uh, bef before we uh, before we close? Well, I just really again thank thanks to all the people at OCAS for their great attitude, the way they work with us. They've been a real joy to work with. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today to meet you and get to have this opportunity just to to talk about some good things that are happening in Oklahoma, that uh, it is a great state and people need to uh, 
out there need to realize that we're we're a lot more than just what they think we are. Yeah, that's that, that is absolutely right. And uh, I have no doubt that your business is going to continue to grow. But we do Thank appreciate you, you um, again your dedication to this state, growing uh, your company here. Uh, and as if we continue to grow companies like yours, we will change the perception uh, of Oklahoma uh, in a much more positive light. Uh, and that folks will be, we will begin and we'll see Oklahoma as the hub of America uh, where they can thrive uh, and realize the American dream still lives here. So again, Ron, thank you so much for doing this, for being here. And for those listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and we look forward to bringing you another episode of our Innovate That podcast very soon. Thank you. This podcast is being produced by the Oklahoma Center for the Advancement of Science and Technology, otherwise known as OCAST. For those of you that are unfamiliar with OCAST, we are a state-funded agency which was created for the purpose of growing and diversifying the Oklahoma economy. Our function is primarily technology-based economic development, and our mission is to facilitate technology transfer by providing funding awards to businesses at different stages of innovation to aid in the concept to commercialization process. We use strategic partners through our Oklahoma Innovation Model to help administer our programs. In a nutshell, no matter where you are in the journey of entrepreneurship, we have programs that can help you succeed. We take great pride in being recognized as a best-in-class, results-driven, high-performing, and efficient organization that benefits our state. For more information, please visit our website at ocast.ok.gov.